On this episode, we talk about why awards suck, why college sucks, and what sucks. Suck. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. Everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 54 of the Ask Gary V Show. Before I get into the show today, I just want to show you the hot cocoa bar that we have at VaynerMedia. This is this is a this is a, a fun dynamic to taping on floor 15. There's always something ridiculous going on, so there's something to start the show with. Great show, excited for the questions tomorrow. I will be at Wine Library from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Hopefully you're watching this on Friday. For everybody who's watching this on Saturday or after it aired, you missed a huge opportunity. Brendan asks, does VaynerMedia focus much on winning awards? And what's your take on the ad industry's obsession with awards in general? Brendan, great question. One that uh, I've been talking about for a long time in these halls and in the industry. I think awards are horse crap. Uh, I don't even know why I'm not saying horse shit. Uh, because the, the reason agencies want to win them is for two reasons. It allows them to recruit talent and they use it as something to get more business. And what they're doing is they're putting out work for clients that is actually trying to get awards versus actually trying to sell something. And that's my real problem with it. I don't, I don't begrudge the agencies that focus on it because I understand their business rationale. But for me, it's a unhealthy culture because it takes your eye off the prize, which is actually do something for business. And for us, you know, we're lucky because of our work and because of my personal brand, to be honest with you. We've been able to get a lot of new business and now our work is the word of mouth of our business. And two, as you can tell, people know this is the right place to work. So we don't focus on it. I understand why people do focus on it. I think it's an energy sucker away from the thing that matters, which is you need to sell something. Rich asks, what advice do you have for professors to engage college students in the classroom? What about outside of class? Well, Rich, I think the biggest thing for you and any professor out there, or if you're asking for somebody, is that professors aren't relevant to a lot of their students today more than ever because the behaviors of how we act aren't mapping. Meaning, so many people have emailed me, like literally because of this show, emailed me that, hey, I'm in class right now and what my professor's talking about makes no sense compared to, I'm watching your, or I'm listening to your podcast right now while my professor's talking because he or she is so out of, I mean, literally professors in major universities that are putting kids in debt right now are telling them that there is no ROI in social media. Like, ludicrous horse crap. I'm on this crap kick. Anyway, I think the biggest thing a professor can do is to be relevant with them. If you're a professor right now, and especially if you're a marketing or comms professor right now, and you're not jamming on Yik Yak and Snapchat and the Insta, then you're making a huge mistake because you're out of touch with your students. You're saying dumb shit like, hey kids, hey students, we're gonna connect through modern things like, you know, like just, I, I, can't even, I can't even come out of my mouth. I'm so disgusted with what's going on in universities across this country. And so it's relevance. There is eye rolling and checking the f- out going on in classrooms all across this country. And it's sad because of the romance of how professors think it should be versus the reality of what it's like. Tanner asks, what are your tips for teenage bloggers to show brands that they mean business? 
Tanner, brands don't care if you're 14 or 41 or 4,000. By having actual results, they'll think you're in business. So, I don't know, have traffic, have followers, show them engagement. That's business. Show me results, son. Tanova asks, how do you deal with burnout? Tanova, this is a great question. I personally selected this one. I saw it on my Twitter stream and sent it to India. Show India, I like when we do that. (laughs) That's my favorite part of the show. Uh, You know, it's really funny. This is a funny question. I, I burn out once every six or seven years. I hit a real, like, ugh, spot, like where I want to just check out and I go to sleep. I actually go home and go to sleep. And that doesn't actually happen. This one, actually, I'm on a real good run right now. I think the last time I did was when we lost Texas at Wine Library and couldn't ship there anymore. And we lost like four million in revenue. And I was just burnt out, like fighting the fight of like in that world. And so I just literally went home at like 6 p.m. and went to sleep. Um, I haven't done it since then. That was like 2002 or three. So it's been a little, maybe it's not even six or seven years. But when I hit my lowest point, I do two things. I go to sleep immediately. And two, I make pretend that my mom was killed. And I know that's an intense statement. And you should have just seen the collective reaction. But when I burn out from work, it's intense. Uh, When I burn out, it means that I'm hurt by whatever's going on in business and I'm focusing on business instead of the big picture. And I directly put my brain into a place of what do I really care about? And the second I do that extreme move, I'm already on the process of going back upstream. And so, look, I'm a positive person. I uh, put things in perspective in a very healthy way, I think. And so I don't tend to burn out that often. Um, But the couple times I've hit rock bottom, it's been sleep and recalibration. All right. Here's my real question. Which social media platform that is currently an incumbent do you feel will be extinct in five years? In 2020, which social media platform that everybody's invested in do you think will be extinct? Thanks for the question, Ashton. Um, So I think the two most vulnerable platforms are Tumblr and Google Plus. And I think that because they're just owned by big conglomerates, right? You know, for all my concerns about where Twitter's going, I feel like Dick Coslow and the team will figure that out and, and, and get better. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat are, are really in a great spot. The two incumbents, uh, Pinterest I think is in a great spot. I'm about to sneeze possibly, by the way, as I answer this question. Uh, the two incumbents that I'm most worried about are, um, are Google Plus and Tumblr. Tumblr because it's owned by Yahoo and uh, and all those po- politics of being independent but still being within a big holding company. And Google Plus because Google, this is a positive by the way, Google has shown me the enormous ability to cut bait if something's not working no matter how big it was. And I just have a funny feeling that they may just come out in a year or two or three and just say, we're cutting it, we may get back into this game, we may not, but this execution is not working for us. Um, I actually feel, I actually am almost willing to predict that may happen. That uh, I could see them cutting Google Plus out, completely outright, in the next 36 months. So those are two incumbents, Ashton, and I appreciate the question. Speaking of which, question of the day. Which social network are you most addicted to right this second? You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.